And we are live for the 48th episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi. And tonight, we got the full crew. We're, we're back. We, you know, it took a few weeks off, but hey, we're back. It's Andrew. What's up, man? G. What's up? And it's Alex. I'm kind of offended that I was last there when oh, I'm only the know, first person you uh, say. I mean, man, it's it's kind of completely random, Alex. Uh, I don't know. You're sure. The first sure. It's, an, it's sure. an order of attractiveness and an order of who oh, doesn't wow. suck. I, oh, okay. Wow. Are we saving the best for last, Jeez. then? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right, at all. Um, yeah, so, you know, we're back. Uh, the Yankees are still in first place. Uh, if you, if you would just check Twitter, and I know I always mention Twitter, but if you just check Twitter, you'd think the Yankees were in dead last and uh, getting ready for next season. But no, that's not the case. They're still seven and a half games up, but things are looking good. But, you know, the trade deadline recently passed and a lot of fans upset at the Yankees lack of movement. Um, I believe the one guy we picked up was Correct me if I'm wrong, because I usually get named wrong. Was Alfredo Garcia? Am I am I right about that? Is, is, do I have the name right? A single A player. I want the head of Alfredo Garcia. What, <laughs> what they really picked up was a 40 man roster spot, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the one move they made. People were expecting something bigger. Didn't happen. Um, and then just really to pour salt in the wound, and really what made Yankees Twitter just freak the absolute hell out was the Astros acquiring Zach Greinke. After that, every, you know, every, everyone started saying fire Cashman, Cashman's a cuck, Cashman's a clown, cuckman, all, you know, all this, uh, all this shit, you know. So, guys, we're now officially more than 24 hours past the trade deadline. Had some time to digest this. How, how are we all feeling? Anyone could start. Anyone could go. How are we all feeling after everyone, the trade deadline? Everyone on Twitter who thinks Cashman's an idiot is an idiot. Ooh, wow. I'll second that. Um, that's the show. <laughs> yeah, I think Cashman, this enti- the entire trade deadline, he was trying to get, uh, he was trying to get pitchers. He was doing his best, but they, the other teams, the teams he was talking to, they basically were asking for the moon. Um, like the, Diamondbacks wanted Clint Frazier, Clark Schmidt, Luis Gill, and another prospect. For Robbie Ray, who's basically J Hap or Paxton with a higher walk rate. And more velocity. (laughs) Exactly. And a higher strikeout rate. But still, he's not, he, he's not a pitcher that would have propelled them to a World Series, you know? So. That's an important thing to, to actually distinguish because there was very few impact pitchers. Uh, I would say there was, you know, if you go back like a month when, it was apparent that we needed a starter. There was three big names that people were talking about. Uh, Syndergaard to the, to the least extent of, of mm-hmm. the three. And then Bumgarner and Scherzer, right? Yeah. None of those guys moved. And two of those teams, actually I guess three, because the Mets have won seven in a row now. All three of those teams are in contention for a wild card spot. I think the Nationals actually have a wild card spot. So like, there's very few impact pitchers and none of them were, none of their teams were sellers. Honestly, if you look at all the moves from yesterday too, the w- only one that really stands out to me as one that can that's like world changing, where it basically transforms a team from good to World Series contender, is the Astros' move for Granke. Granke, yeah. There's no other trade that really, like you look at, it, you're like, oh wow, that's huge. Where I mean, last, I guess you could say the Indians got a couple of outfielders. The and Indians they have, got a couple of, the best of good outfielders. But, and I think that's big because their outfield was 
basically a, a zero for most mm-hmm. of the season. And now they have Puig and Tranmel Reyes. But this trade deadline, there were really no, like, really, really impactful players that would have been able to be moved. So it's really – there's not much that the Yankees could have done. It would have been – like, we will, we've been saying, the four of us have all agreed, it, we would have liked to get a pitcher, but it's not the end of the world that the Yankees didn't do anything. Yeah, for me, like I kept saying it, Stroman was the one guy I was mad we didn't get. That was the one guy I liked to – like, I, I wasn't mad about missing out on anyone else, like Bauer, uh, Granky, Robbie – like – my worst fear wasn't that the Yankees were just going to do nothing. My worst fear was that the Yankees, I was going to, you know, open Twitter and see the Yankees PR tweet. Oh, we have acquired Robbie Ray for, you know, two pretty good prices. I, I, that was my worst fear because I didn't want a guy like Robbie Ray. He would have just mixed in right with Hap and right with Paxton. He would have just been, like I said, an, another guy. It wouldn't have been uh, much of anything. Yeah, so, and, dude, and you know Twitter would have crucified Cashman, oh, if he came out and, and threw, you, you know, four or five runs every single game. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's all about the optics. People said that we had to get a pitcher, and we didn't. So that's all that, that matters. Yeah. And it's all about the timing, too. The fact that our pitching staff just decided to let up. I, I forget the exact total, but, like, 50 runs in a week. It was, like, 70-something like yeah, yeah, like, runs like, in the week. Almost, like, start eight, nine runs. Was 52 runs, and I think 48 of those were earned in 26 yeah. innings. That's two yeah. runs an inning per a week. That's, like, almost a 20 ER, like, a, you know, 20 ERA or something. Oh, yeah. my. It was so bad. And, of course, what when did it happen? The week before the trade deadline, really just – you know, lighting the uh, the fire mm. under the Yankee fan and base. And people court. are ignoring the fact that, like, in the month of June, the Yankees pitching staff was absolute nails, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that whole, um, really the whole, like, post, you know, trade deadline feelings hour that everyone had was just a combination of all those things, like recency bias. They spent the last two weeks after the All-Star break just getting absolutely blasted. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> Stroman gets traded two days before the deadline to the Mets for whatever. I mean, I read an article today, like, said, like, there was some, you know, a couple executives around the league that were really mad that he got traded that early for the package that they got where he probably yeah. could have been better. Like, Grinky got four prospects at the buzzer. Like, so I think, like, you know, you said, like, we were all, we would all have been, you know, happy if, the Yankees got an, like, I would have been happy if the Yankees got an arm, but also, I think Andrew mentioned it at one point, like, um, you don't need guys like the fucking Jaime Garcias and, you know, Lance Lynn that you can just, like, throw innings to get you through the rest of the regular season. Like, those guys exactly. are basically unusable in the playoffs. Yeah, so. if you just need guys to eat innings the rest of the way, I mean, Throw Chance Adams, throw Nestor Cortez. You got Jonathan exactly. Wise. They're coming back. Like those guys can. If you if you just want to eat up innings until we get to the playoffs, because we're in pretty good shape right now, you, you have options in house. You don't need two straight prospects. The king of eating innings. <laughs> and there you go, Sessa. Yeah, we Sessa the blowout ace. Not for David Hell. I mean, it's just annoying. Like I get being disappointed because there's concern, especially when the Astros go out and get Zach Greinke. Like. Kudos to them. That's really bold. Go for it move that the Yankees couldn't have done anything about. Like, but I just think that it's kind of silly. Like, when basically the Yankees were, it seems like Cashman was pretty willing to deal. It seems like he was pretty engaged on about every front he could have been. But like, he said when, he wasn't. He was involved 
in talks with 28 teams. The only team he wasn't talking to was the Red Sox. Like, when it's like, okay, so Tigers, Matthew Boyd. Okay, what about Gleyber Torres? Like, or the Mets, yeah. when they did from and it may have been, for this report, they might have been willing to flip him to the Yankees for, like, Davey Garcia and Florio. Like, when no one else's top, very top prospects got traded, but everyone's asking for yours, like, that's BS. And I don't think that Cashman is ready to sacrifice whatever potential extra years of contention they get add on to their current window just because. And I think that's an interesting wrinkle, yeah. That yeah. People people do a really good job of, you know, separating that important facet of the trades. Teams can go out and get a guy for you know, a pretty decent package, right? But whenever it comes to the Yankees, teams are going to ask for literally the top as best as we can do. And, and it's, what I mean, Cashman has his back up against the wall. Like he has to bend over and, and let these teams raid our farm system just so he can make a deal. Like, if you even go back two years ago, right, to uh, the offseason before the 2018 season when we were trying to get Garrett Cole, they asked for what, Anduar and Clint Frazier and maybe one other guy? I think it was Andrew, up, Didn't they ask for Gary, too? I think it was just Anduar and Clint, if I'm not mistaken. I could be yeah, wrong that, about that's, that. But so I, that, that's what Neil Huntington, you know, the same guy who traded two phenomenal prospects for Chris Archer later in that yeah. year. That's what he asked for from us, for, for Garrett Cole. And then he flips Garrett Cole to the Astros for, uh, what, Joe Musgrove, who's a pretty good pitcher, and then Joe three Musgrove, other. Colin Moran, and two other guys that I don't yeah. even know the name. And that package like, is not remotely close to what he asked no. for us. See, like, the whole thing about your tax thing is, is straight up garbage. Like, I get and it. It's a, and it's a real like, thing, too. There's going to be people that is. are trying to, you know, there's going to be non-Yankees fans that are going to be saying that's not a real thing and that we're just biased. But it's a real thing when you look at, the Stroman trade is a perfect example of that. They wanted the Yankees' top prospect, who's the number, what, he's like 76th in all, all in the, the top the 100 prospects. prospects that he got traded for aren't top 100 They're prospects. not top 100, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that just, that's perfect, ex- and, perfect example. And it's so, it's so easy to say, oh, well, you know, you got to trade for Stroman. But, like, look, with starting pitchers, especially a guy like, you know, G was saying earlier, you know, Stroman just last year had a terrible year. Yes, he's having yeah. a great year this year, but if you only have the guy for a year and a half, like, how do you know that? Year? What if most of that year and a half, he's just struggling? He's not good. The one postseason you have him, and he's not good. It's just, it's such a small window and to give up to young prospects who you think very highly of, which exactly. clearly the Yankees think very highly of, of Debbie and the, their other prospects that they didn't trade, then you, you just don't pull the trigger for a guy like Stroman. Because look, yeah, and let's I love, I love Stroman, but where, where is if you had to say, all right, rank the top, you know, starting pitchers in baseball? I don't think Stroman's in the top ten. I mean, he, Stroman, he might be in the Stroman's top fifteen. Stroman's barely in the top twenty, I think. Yeah, like he might like, be in the top fifteen. I don't, I don't think so though. Like I, I could think there's a lot of better starting pitchers than Stroman. You know, he's not yeah. like a elite level pitcher. He's very good, but you know, uh, Andrew had a tweet which I think Stroman retweeted that you know he has postseason experience. It's not a lot, but he does have postseason experience. But uh, uh, yeah, I just like the I thing is, Stroman he's but, up in big yeah. games, right? What's up, Andrew? I said he definitely you know pitched in big games. He pitched oh, yeah. in two separate ALCS. He, he pitched the wild ALCS. card game, the uh, the game that Edwin had the walk off in. Yeah, and, he's, and he pitched he's the had World Baseball Classic. He's compared to the other guys in the, mar- the, the compared to the other guys, a lot of the Yankees, you know, the Yankees were rumored with. He didn't have as much postseason experience as them guys like Mad Bum and even like Bauer. So that, right, that you know, you know, you know, who did have postseason experience that we traded for a couple years ago? Sonny Gray. Remember he went toe to toe with Verlander. Yeah. yeah, I think he was one of those teams in the ALDS. And, and Sonny Gray was awesome. And, and 
you know, thankfully the, the package we gave up to Oakland to get him hasn't really been much of anything. I mean, yeah, I know Mateo's kind of ripping the ball in triple A, but yeah. Brilliant really even picked up a baseball since he got traded. Yeah, I can't say yes. I mean, he's, Mateo he's looks in, like a good prospect. Like, the thing that's annoying, the, the thing anything. that's annoying is that Cashman, by all accounts, is like willing to trade these guys. Like he would trade Andujar, he would trade Clint Frazier, or even Davey Garcia. But like when teams ask for literally any combination of these guys for like not a worthwhile return, like like just because you have the money, you don't need to spend it, right? If someone's being like, "Yeah, you can go and buy this, whatever." You know, I need to go buy shampoo. I'm not going to pay $20 for it if I can get it for $5 somewhere else. Like, Dude, How aggravating would it be if you went into, you know, Best Buy, right, looking for a, a brand-new flat-screen TV, right? The sticker you, price says – you just broke says, it because the Yankees suck. So. Yeah, yeah. So the sticker price says $600, right? You go up to the register, and they're like, oh, this will be $750. And you're like, no, it says $600. No, no, for me, it's $750. And then the guy in line behind you has the same TV. They're like, oh, for $480, we'll let you leave the store with it. You're like, what the hell just happened? That's yeah. what it's like, Brian Cashman trying to make deals. They're like, oh, he's a Mets fan. He's had a rough go. One thing that really annoys me, too, is I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, like, the Yankees should have made these deals anyways because this is their championship window and they should have made <laughs> the trades and gone for it. But, like, this is their championship window because they have a good enough core of players that are all, you know, under 28 years old that they can go and they can win the World Series this year and next year and the next year after that. If they trade all their prospects now for players that are going to be around for this year and maybe next year, that window's going to go away. They're, he's Cashman is not trying to just win the World Series this year. He's trying to win this year and the next few years. He's thinking right. for the future, and no one on Twitter is thinking for the future. They're just angry that nothing happened right now, and they want results right now. Yeah, People and admittedly, really you've got to remember that he's gone 10 years without winning the World Series, yeah, right? Yeah, but like, – so I, mean, I, I kind of get that, that part yeah, of it. I, I guess mm-hmm. too, but that's also, that's also the mentality of, you know, the whole spoiled Yankees fan thing. We've gone oh, 10 boy. years without winning a World Series. How yeah. awful. But, dude, like, if we go yeah. 10 years without winning and then we win four times in seven years, like, how great would that be? Exactly. Like, they really sleep on Brian Cashman when Yankees, you know, when their last quote-unquote window is running out, what, like 2012, I guess, the last time they made it into the playoffs, like, any kind of – length into the playoffs, but, like, 2013 through, like, 2016, those are pretty... Honestly, 2013 could have been a window, too, if they weren't just absolutely destroyed by injuries. Everyone got hurt in spring training, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, but still, so, like, that last, you know, like, people sleep on Brian Cashman when he managed to rebuild, quote-unquote, rebuild and reload the team for, like, a four- or five-year period when they also didn't really get less than, like, 82 to 85 wins were kind of mostly always in it, at least for a playoff spot. And now they have a team that's 30 games over 500, pretty free and clear right now in the division, average or worse pitching, and they have an MVP caliber player on the bench and an ace caliber pitcher on the bench, plus they have money coming off the books this year. So, like, whatever. I mean, I get it if you're mad that they didn't replace whoever in the in the rotation, but, like, you're mad at that guy? Like, that's the guy you're mad at? Like, they're in such a good position. It's almost comical to be mad at him. And, you know, I, I really do think, and I know a lot, especially the old you know, old school fans, won't like this, but I really do think the Yankees are just going to try to bullpen it in the postseason a lot. You know, I'm not saying, like, oh, every yeah. game, but it's 
I mean, there's going to be, I feel like, we're, you know, just like Tanaka, his last start, right, against uh, Arizona yesterday. You know, four innings, you know, shut out, but they, he was out in the fifth, right, because the bullpen fully rested. It, it was, you know, you had an off day uh, the next day. You just had one the previous uh, two days ago. So, yeah, it was, you know, Tanaka was out of there, even though he hadn't given up a run yet. And I think that's what it's going to look like in the postseason. Whether it's yeah. Pax and whoever's yeah, on the mound, like, the they're, they're going to have an extremely short leash, and there's going to be games where it's like, hey, bullpen, we need six and third, we need you know eighteen outs, or we need twenty outs today, and I think that's how we're going to you know counter Houston. Maybe see some little, I don't know if Nestor is going to make the postseason roster, but maybe see a little Nestor and Chad Green one game. You know, I mean, it like look, that works. Like the Rays have done it. We yeah, we, you know, we've done it. We've been the Yankees have done it in their eight and zero when Chad Green yeah. when Chad Green starts a game. Tanaka is a guy that I put like an asterisk next to because like he, you know, he got, he pitched really badly against the Red Sox. He got left out there to die, definitely for sure, in Fenway Park. The one in London was really disappointing, but like it seems, you know, there was reports like Jack Curry said he was messing with his splitter. Like I think he's been having some trouble mechanically, like that he's working on. He seemed to, I think the quote was like he's, made some good progress or something. Like, he's working on a new group for the splitter. So, like, I put an asterisk for Tanaka because I think there's a lot more upside. And he always seems to turn it on when it's a, quote-unquote, a big game. Like, he was, you know, even what was the year, 2017, when he was just horrible. And then he was, his last couple starts in the regular Mm -hmm. season, he was great. And in the postseason, he was great. So, like, he's the one guy who could still turn up, you know, and become a really much better pitcher than what he is. That would be a huge help. And actually, going off what he was you know, tweaking on his, on his splitter, uh, there was a quote from Larry Rothschild that the seams on the baseball seem a little lower, and it completely screwed up his grip. You know, he's not used to hold the ball feeling that way in his hands, and that affects how the ball comes out when he throws it. Um, I think that can be contributed a lot to the, um, his recent struggles. But he's, you know, he's tweaking it, and he's going to fix it. But, uh, Luigi, you mentioned the Astros. You know, like, they may have to eat a ton of innings. Who pitched yesterday for Arizona? Zach Greinke, right? Mm-hmm. Same type of game. Tanaka got yanked early. We ended up going down because Chad Green gave a couple runs back, but you hold them right there. It was a one-run game. And then, I mean, you can win games like that in the, in the, in the postseason. Yeah, like Greinke still kind of diced us up. What did he go, like six innings, two runs, I believe? Like he's still I think he may have only been five because of the rain delay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Oh, that's right. That's right. That, that's right. I completely forgot about the rain delay. But, yeah, you know, it's that's. I guess that's how, you know, Cashman and company see them, them winning games in the postseason. Because, look, that – look. That Astros starting rotation, like, there's no, like, sugarcoating that. There's no, like, you know, ways I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. No, when we all heard that, we were all devastated. Like, and I'm still not mad at Cashman, even after that. But, yeah, like, once you saw Grinky to the Houston, it, it was it was a pretty disappointing scene, to say the least. Uh, I'm just going to butt in here and say that anyone angry that Cashman didn't get Grinky doesn't understand how contracts doesn't understand how any contracts work because Greinke has a no-trade clause to the Yankees and has said so many times in his career that he will not go to the Yankees because of his anxiety issues. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but or I'm sure a lot of people know that, but some people probably know that. You know, Greinke has had a lot of anxiety issues, you know, a lot of yeah. issues. So, you know. New York, the New York Yankees contract, is literally too. the last place. And, yeah, it's, it's literally in his contract. He has tons of deferrals, too, just mm-hmm. like Max Scherzer. He's like five years at $13 million a pop or something like that. 
after he's off the book. So Houston, I get they're going all in this year and they want to just stick it to us. And they want to stick it to the rest of the league and they want to dominate their way to their second World Series in three years. But if it doesn't work out, they're stuck with Granky for two more years and then they have to pay him for five additional years after he's okay. gone. Zach, That's disgusting. I think, um, I think it was Zach Britton was saying, like, you know, obviously the, the Astros having those guys sucks. Like, there's nothing Cashman could have did about it. You know, he can't, you know, prevent the Astros from getting Zach Greinke. You know, that, you know, he, he didn't have the Astros on his no trade list. The Astros could have called it, you know, 359 and just been like, all right, here's the prospects. Give it to us. Frank Cashman can't do a fucking thing about it. Like, the Astros having those three pitchers sucks, but like, Zach Britton, I think, was saying it was like when he was on the Orioles when they faced the Tigers and the Tigers had, um, like Verlander, they had Scherzer, they had one other guy and Z- Price. Price. Oh, that was, yeah. And they had yeah, Fister, so too, right? And, and, and Porcello. My God. Like, <laughs> like the, the Orioles had, you know, the Tigers had those three guys, the Orioles smacked them. So, like, as long as the Yankees, their primary focus should just be like, you know, hold everyone out until they're absolutely healthy. You get into the postseason, and if you go into there with your full, complete lineup, then you're as good as any other team. Yeah, and the, th- and the thing is, like, a lot of w- recent World Series have shown that having a dominant starting rotation is not going to guarantee you a World Series. Like, look at the Red Sox last year. Look at, like, the Royals in 2015. The, look at the uh, Nationals every year. You know? Yo, guys, look look at the um, the Nationals Four or five of the 2017 World Series. What was it? It was um, Keuchel versus Keuchel versus Kershaw. Um, the game ended. And they both got like 12. 15 runs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So pitching does not. Uh, pitching is a, obviously a very good thing to have, but it's not going to win you a World Series. And I think the Yankees and the Astros have very similar offenses, and um, I think the, the Yankees have a better bullpen than the Astros do, but. It all it all comes down to the playoffs where anything can happen. You know, like G was saying, the Tigers had Verlander, Scherzer, and Price and got swept in the ALDS. The Astros That's the could very easily how we win. Exactly. The Astros could very easily just get swept in the ALDS. The Indians won a won a hundred and something get hundred and two games in twenty seventeen and the Yankees mm-hmm. won three games in a row against them. And the Indians uh-huh. rotation was Kluber, what was it? Uh, Bauer, Kluber, and Carrasco. Carrasco. Those those three games. Those were the guys that started the five games. So yeah, pitching is not everything. And obviously, this is a complete other sport. But like this past year, the the Tampa Bay Lightning in hockey literally had like I think the best regular season in history. First round gets swept in four games. Yeah. Like you just don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. It's a completely different game. And it's, really it's, not, it's really not a podcast if Luigi is not referencing a sport. Yeah, isn't baseball. Ab- absolutely. Uh, cross sports <laughs> references are my thing. Uh, it's what I live for. It's because I really just don't know a whole lot about baseball. I kind of just started watching. Because you're being casual. Casual. Kind of a casual. Yeah, um, yeah so pretty... I, you guys want to just go through the list of people the uh, Yankee fans were mad at that we didn't get? Uh, we already yeah. went through Grinky. Um, let's go Robbie Ray. Uh, let's see. Why, why were – Alex, tell us why – why was it why is it stupid that Yankee fans were mad we didn't get Robbie Ray? Okay, so Robbie Ray right now has Act only. <laughs> he right now has the is in the bottom five, I wanna say, in home runs per nine allowed and walk rate per nine. That would be a problem at Yankee Stadium. No, not at all. And especially and think about that. He's a classic 
pitcher the Yankees go after. He's like a Sonny Gray. Has strikeout stuff, does not have great control. He would do awful in Yankee Stadium. Because he, he only will, he only pitches like five or six innings a game. So first of all, that's not really going to help the Yankees that much. And he has a four ERA. He's not any type of upgrade from what the Yankees have right now. What is going on? Also what they asked for. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, yeah, and they also asked for Clint Frazier. We went through this before. They asked for Clint Frazier, Clark Schmidt, who was the Yankees' uh, number one draft pick in, what was it, 2018? Last year? 2018. Maybe. Yeah, then Luis Gill, who can throw 102 miles an hour, and another prospect. Like, oh. I would give up that much for, to get, For like, Robbie Ray. For Robbie Ray. I'd give up that much for Scherzer. Yeah, I would, I would give that for... Most, you know, maybe Stroman, definitely like Syndergaard. Like, I'm not. That's way too much for Stroman. I said maybe, but I'm just, you know, like only yeah, the top maybe, two yeah. guys. I said maybe, come on. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, come on, come on. For Robbie Ray, like, he's making $6 million this year. He's arbitration eligible next year. So, like, considering the fact that they have, they have and have acquired comparable guys, like, I don't know. I feel like at some point, like, we should just stop just accepting anyone just because they're a pitcher or whatever, like, right? I mean, like, trade all those really good caliber prospects. Like, people are going to say that it's prospect hugging, but, like, it's really not. It's refusing to be gouged at, you know. It's getting fair market value for your assets. Exactly. Like, here's and here's another thing, too. Pay, you're acquiring a pitcher who's not definitively an upgrade and tying up money that he probably doesn't want to tie up next year when there are players who need – extensions and need to be resigned and players who are free agents like and you're tying up money and completely average Robbie Ray like it's just I don't know. here's another thing too Robbie Ray I'm not Robbie Ray strikes a lot of people out I'm yeah, not gonna try well, okay it uh, for not any that's yeah that's nice. really good but he also in his entire his career he has 130 136 starts in his career he has a 1.34 whip in his career ouch <laughs> 330 walks and 745 innings. And for that, we were asked for basically three three of our best prospects and one other one. Yeah. yeah. Like three of our very best prospects. Yeah, the, that the Robbie Ray thing, the fact that people were like it got to the point where they're like just give me like give me Robbie Ray just absolutely shocked me. I'm like, wow, yeah. you guys want like uh, of all speaks. of all pitchers to die on a hill for, you're really going to go for Robbie Ray. Well, that was the flavor of the week, right? That's, yeah, um, exactly. So much rumor drops in the mornings. People were just so desperate for anyone that could throw a baseball because of how bad the <laughs> pitchers have been when you know, CC's old and Hap is old and whatever, but like for their careers, they've been better than what they have been the last two weeks. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. even this, even amongst the season, they've been better than they have been in the last two weeks. You know, like like Andrew, you said Hap and like you know three fourths of the start just goes like six innings, three runs. Like you'll which take is that. what the, they which is what the yeah. Yankees signed him to do. Mm-hmm. They didn't sign yeah. him to be an ace for the team. They signed him to be the number four, number five starter. Which yeah, is like if he goes five and a third, yeah, we had to pay a little bit more start, for him, but that awesome. was just the market. Yeah. Like we had to pay a little bit more for him, but that was the market that year. That's just how exactly. the market works. Like people don't understand that. Yeah. Huh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's see who's next here. Uh, Trevor Bauer. 
uh, Andrew, why why didn't the Yankees get Trevor Bauer? What the hell's wrong with Cashman? Why is he such a cheapskate? What the hell? In fairness, uh, the Yankees got shotgun on on Trevor Bauer, and even if not, and, you know, and if, you're not following the narrative. Tell me, Cashman's a cuck, please. I need to hear. <laughs> Cashman fucking sucks, man. There's no, there's no <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, granted, we we did get blitzed a little bit with him going the night before. But if you look at the return they got, they got obviously Fernando Reyes uh, and also Puig, but then they got like four other prospects on top of it. Uh, that's nothing that we could have missed. And granted, it was a three-team trade, and you had to have the Padres in there to help facilitate it. Uh, I mean, maybe Cashman could have roped in like Jerry Depoto or something because Jerry loves getting in trades. But <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't see a scenario that we could have given up nearly as much to the Indians as they got in that trade. Yeah, that was uh, just... being dipped into our major league li- roster. Like, logistically-wise, that one seemed a little complicated. You know, I mean, you could probably draw comparisons like the prospects that were given up, but, like, major league-level players went in that trade. And the Yankees definitely weren't going to do that. Unless, I mean, if you consider Clint Frazier, maybe, but, like, no one else. Who else on their major league roster can they really afford to give up right now? Mike Talkman, maybe? Like, I mean. <laughs> yeah. That's our best, what are you talking about? That's our best player. What the hell? Who's going to hit? In fairness Mike? to Mike Talkman, he has been pretty good. This he's season. hit like 500. <laughs> he has one of the best batting averages in like over the last, since he got recalled. He's, he's, he's a beast. He's incredible. But in, in the, for the purposes of this trade, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else we got here? Uh, Mike Miner. Uh, Mike you know, Miner had a no trade to no trade the Yankees. Yeah, guys, <laughs> you guys need just need to be telling me Cashman's a cuck for all these reasons. I thought we went Cashman over. This. Should have been on the phone with Zach Grinke and or Mike Miner. Cashman should have convincing them to come well, to New York. He should Cashman have been video chatting with his helicopter. Mike Miner, Zach, I got some guy to blow out your kneecap in the other in the other locker room if you don't accept the trade. Like, Brian Cash Brian Cashman should have kidnapped every elite starting pitcher, pitcher on the trade market and held them at gunpoint. Like it, there's really just nothing else to do. Like it's it, guys, our window's closing. Um let's see. We got Mad Bum, we got Matthew Boyd. Um Mad Bum Matthew also Boyd, had no Boyd is Robbie Ma- Okay, Matt Boyd is Robbie Ray with like three extra years of control. <laughs> yeah, and better control. Yeah, he also win. gets... Who, who is the other guy who was Tanner Rorick people were wanting to... Oh, oh my Rorick. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's okay. Like almost four ERA, though, so, like, whatever. <laughs> we were also linked to Ken Giles for, like, a few hours. That I was... I, see, I, I would have been okay with that. Yeah, just, yeah. No, that one seemed fun. like there was some legs, though, like... They were worried about his elbow. Were, yeah, that's the only reason the trade went through, because the uh, Jays were probably asking for too much for him, and since he was... He's injured right now. He's out. So yeah, but I think Yankees. it was Joel Sherman who reported like a couple minutes after the deadline that that was the guy the Yankees were closest to getting. Yeah, that they were like really deep in talks. And the Yankees kind of backed out at the last second because of his elbow injury. But like, if you're gonna have a gripe, you could say Cashman could have just bit the bullet. We already have enough guys on the injured list. Just get him, stash him, wait till he's healthy, and then unload him in, in September. I mean, if, if you're gonna have a gripe about anything he did um, on deadline day not pulling the trigger on Ken Giles if he was attainable for a cheap 
for cheap enough. I mean, yeah. that's the only argument you have. Yeah, because that's one of those things like, hey, what do you have to lose with him? He's, he's in your bullpen. If he sucks, he's not on the, on the postseason roster. Oh, well, you know. Like, See, imagine I just, Gary catching him. probably looked at that and looked at his injury and just figured it would be better to give him like a qualifying offer at the end of the year and get and draft someone than to sell low on him. Like that's that's what I'm thinking ended up happening. And a lot Actually, of these the Blue Jays asked Ken bad. Giles for Aaron Judge straight up. That was the thing they asked for. That's a fair deal. I mean, some people in Twitter probably would have done that. At this point, on July 31st, 2 o'clock, yeah, people would have yeah. made a lot of bad trades, those Yankee fans. Like, a lot of these guys, people want to be mad and saying, like, how could Cashman have not got this guy? But, like, we could, like, lump a bunch of them together, right? Like, Robbie Ray, Syndergaard, Mike Miner, like, none of them got traded. None of, mad by yeah. none of, it's none not, of them it's got not traded. like he was like, beaten by other teams for a lot right? of these guys. They how dare the Yankees traded. didn't go get these players when no one got those players? So what the hell are you mad at Frank Cashman for? Like, yeah. You want to talk players? about the Giants trading like, and, and how overvalued everyone was? The Giants got the, the Brewers, admittedly, it's like the worst farm system in all of baseball, but they got the Brewers' third best prospect for Drew Pomeranz. Drew Pomeranz. That's the value yeah. that people were going for yesterday. Ooh. Like, I'm just the, – the Mets didn't pay anything, barely. They they paid two non-top 100 prospects and got Marcus Stroman. And the, yeah. The, it's not – maybe not entirely clear, but the report was that the Mets wanted basically the number one and two from the Yankees to get you – know, like, In return for Stroman, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, when the teams ask you for something that they're not asking for someone else, like, that's bullshit. Was it ever confirmed, like, real that – uh, Van Wagen actually said, like, about the Yankees, come get us. <laughs> like, no, that was, that, a joke. That, that was Sweeney Murdy, I think, tweeted that. that he was totally kidding. Okay. People <laughs> legitimately thought that before he actually said that. He was just trolling. I could totally see it, though. <laughs> that's the thing. It's, so, it's actually believable. Yeah, just, that's like, the he's thing. Totally it's totally so serious. Because the Mets are such a train wreck of an organization. Oh, my God. No, no, the actually, funny, the funniest thing was the Mets have that. Yeah. The funny I was listening to uh, Francesa, and he was talking about it. Oh, he God. was on the phone with Rick Cashman all the time. You can't compare a GM to Francesa. No, no, no. He was on Francesa, interviewing oh. with Mike Francesa. Oh. <laughs> he was talking about about his trade talks with Brian Cashman. He said they were on the phone, like, every day for, like, a week leading up to it, and ultimately they just didn't find common ground. And you know what that means. The common ground is if Brody was the GM of any other team, they would have found common ground. But he's got... Old man Fred Wilpon whispering his ear, don't take anything other than, like, the best ever from the Yankees, you know, because he's so bitter. I think, yeah. I think long-term, though, Brody Van Wagenen's going to do a lot of potentially really funny or interesting stuff because he, he already has, traded for Robinson Cano, I mean. Like, but as an agent, like, we were just talking about this the other day, like, as an agent, he has such a presence inside the Mets organization. Like, when, yeah. when the Mets – when he became their general manager, like, he had 11 clients, 11 current clients, and, like, a few former ones. Like, he has such – he had such a presence inside that organization, so I think there's a lot of potential for him to, like, maybe, I don't know, like, puppet master of the Wilpons eventually into doing what he thinks is right. Like, You know, for their sake, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> because it seems like he's a yes man right now, where he was kind of hired to – you know, they, they interviewed a lot of people for the GM spot, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like – Yo, yo, Jeff and Fred, we got, we got to blow this shit up. Like, we, they're like, no, we have to win. We have to compete, you know? And Brody probably went, he was like, what do you guys think? 
do you think we should try to win this year? They're like, yeah, hell yeah. He's like, okay, I think we can do that. All right, here's the job. Yeah. The Mets, the Wolpons don't understand the possibility that the Mets and the Yankees could make a mutually beneficial trade because – It would be the biggest travesty ever to see. No they're one so jealous. Hair and win a World Series. Even if it worked out for them in the future, yeah, the Yankees, like, having a parade, you know, partly because of a trade they made with the Mets, like, they might shut down as a – They wouldn't trade us Jay fucking Bruce two years ago. Yeah, yeah. They also well, wouldn't trade Lucas Duda either. Yeah, what the hell? so mad when they had to watch Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry win chips with the Yankees that that was the line and they could just never go back and make trades with the Yankees again. And, and Cone? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and Cone. So, you know, honestly, though, screw screw all the guys we didn't get because this is our team now. So let's look at, like, let's, you know, because, look, the offense is fine, right? I, I think the offense, we're, we're going to get run, We're going to score runs. Um, but... Guys, so how how do we feel about this the starting rotation, this pitching staff in general for the rest of the season? Are we going to get Sevy back? Is Batantis going to come back? Is someone going to step up? Or, how are we feeling? Because it's you know it's now kind of time to look ahead, and you know because this is who we got. There's no you know late waiver trade deadline this year. They did away with that, so this this is pretty much it. I honestly I don't hate the Yankees pitching staff right now because how dare you like I like I said they were really good in June they went through a rough patch in July which is unfortunate because of the timing but none of the outings that the, the Yankees pitchers had last week dictated like the pitchers that they are every single one of those pitchers is way better than the outings that they had and Herman and Happ already showed that exactly and it's just it it really just made me angry about how everyone started overreacting just because it was the trade deadline and thinking that the Yankees needed to get pitchers when they didn't necessarily need to because of the fact that Seve's, Seve and Batanzas are, are going to be back soon. Loisaga. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait to be positive there, Jake. Yeah, what the hell, um, G? Come on, man. Yeah, God forbid. <laughs> Cashman I, even I said Davey Garcia's might, yeah. Davey Garcia might make a make an impact. Yeah, what, I'm just exactly. going to note that Seve's had what two setbacks at this point. So like again, only... way to be positive here, G. Yeah, but but the whole thing with 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 Seve is that um, they made a point the last one that he's literally not going to pick up a baseball again until we put him through the MRI machine, and there's no inflammation whatsoever. Exactly. So if something happens again, then I mean, I think he, he's That's done for the year. But like. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they let him start again, I think they're like, look, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, him, also shame him. on me. <laughs> like, like, I think they got burned so many times by trying to, you know, get him back sooner. Like, if they knew he was going to be this bad in spring training, they'd have been like, you know what, just take two months off. Just get completely healthy mm-hmm. and then come back in the first week of July and be fine. The Yankees didn't make a deal, so this is like their group now. So basically, just... You know, not coast. Like, you still have to win a division. Like, but like, take your players, right? Like, Severino just got two months. Get him back on the mound to be a starter of Batances. Get him back. You had dominant eighth inning guy. Like, Luke Voigt is, is hurt now again. Like, you know, just, just take all the time you need to get these guys healthy and get him back playing. John Carl Stanton hopefully will be back at some point. Like, the thing about the rotation, I think that we're all kind of like, Y'all at some point wondered aloud about like James Paxton, like Luke Voigt got hurt and came back and I was like, 
okay-ish. And then when he went back on the the IL, uh, Boone was like, oh, he was never quite right. Like, that's kind of something that we've all wondered about with yeah. Jackson. So, like, if he's not what? quite right, then, like, maybe now is the time to address that issue. Like, Yeah. One thing the Yankees really have not done a good job of this year is making sure that the players are 100% healthy when they bring them back off the IL. <laughs> you think? <laughs> And when you it, get burned it, by that many players getting hurt, mm-hmm, you, you exactly. can't. Exactly. <laughs> you got to get them back on the field. I'm in sorry, their defense, that a lot, lot of the injuries have been freak injuries. Yeah. But also, they, they've been toying with the, okay, we'll get this guy back. Even if he's not 100%, we'll ease him in. And that has very obviously not been working that much. So they need a new approach after this. Because yeah, of, I still wonder with Paxton, man. Like that yeah. knee. He was so good early in the if year. You, it wasn't just that one like start. I saw, I saw a thing on Twitter. I forget who tweeted it, but Paxton, before he went on the IL, had a three, like a 310 ERA. It was Since under. It was like 2-9. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Since he got off, it's like close to six. Like, yeah. that's that can't be a coincidence. And the Yankees yeah. literally made, it, made a point in saying Paxton is going to come back and they're going to ease him in because he's not fully healthy yet. When and they said his knee won't get worse over the course of the year, but it probably won't get better. And he's probably going to need something done in the offseason. Exactly. Which that right there is a red flag. Like his first couple starts back, he only threw like three or four innings with like 80 pitches because they were easing him in because he wasn't fully healthy. And that's obviously not been working. Man, Pat, Paxton, that, bo- that Boston start, he was sitting at like 96, 97. He, yeah. like, he was just fucking. Oh, he was so damn good. He, yeah, like, you know, they, there's no way he's 100%. And, man, it's it's just been so hard. Like, what is it, three straight games? He's given up a leadoff home run at this point. That, that's pretty incredible. That, that, even, a record, like a team record. Uh, I, I, there's probably a guy who's done it four times, but uh, you have to look that up. But, yeah, so what about Herman? How, how are we feeling about Herman down the stretch and the role he's going to be used as? Is he going to stay in the rotation or are they going to move him to the bullpen? Right now, I mean, right now he's a rotation guy. Yeah. He's one of the better ones. So, like, if Severino and CC and whoever else, if everyone's healthy, then, you know, that you make that decision. But I would just easily, like, tag Team Herman and CC together on days to get the yeah, ball through the man. end of the season. I, I think you have to, for the sake of the rotation, at least until Severino comes back, you have to have Herman as a starter. Yeah. And yeah, but I think like even in the postseason, he's even still a the starter. Post- yeah, and he's still Unless a starter. the rails fall off. He, I think we've all he's agreed. He's been one of the Yankees' best starters this year. You can't just you can't just neglect that. Yeah, if you're gonna look at at him and Sevy for you know who might be like the bulk guy, quote unquote, in the yeah. bullpen, I think Severino. We saw in 2016 when he was like what 0 and six as a starter with an ERA over six, came back after one going into play, had like an 0.3 ERA. Yeah, and he struck out like fourteen guys per nine. He was disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So I think you know, that, he obviously hasn't been right all year. He has no yeah. innings on his arm. That's, Put him in the bullpen, have him pop all one. The best the best scenario for him because he well, seven innings to start when he has not pitched he has not started a game since game four of the uh or game three of the ALDS last year. Yeah, but like if he's if they determine that he's healthy and he can come back and be a starter, like 
I mean, you have to let him, right? I mean, if it if if he makes a couple starts and whatever, like it's not, you know, there's not enough time or whatever. But like, if he can come back and legitimately be your ace, they don't really have one. So I think you have to make that. Like, I think Herman. I think we've all kind of agreed at some point, like at different points, like Herman has good stuff. Like he could kind of do that in the bullpen. Like he has such nasty stuff that he could do that, like a few innings, like be electric out of the bullpen kind of thing that Severino did. Maybe not to that degree, but like a similar degree. So, G, you're on team make Severino the starter and put Herman in the bullpen then? I mean, if in the postseason, like it's it's hard to say. It's two months away. Like if Severino, if he gets delayed or if he has to come back and there's not enough time. for now. Yeah, like, I mean, Herman, they can't really afford to move him now, right? He's one of their probably their best starter right now, so exactly. Like yeah, they definitely they really cannot afford to move from the from the rotation. Unless Paxton and Hap step up and really yeah, you know, and, uh, and like yesterday Hap was good. He wasn't great. He was he wasn't great. He wasn't you know 2018 August and September Hap for the Yankees, but he was he gave the Yankees a quality start, which is what you expect from a number four, number five pitcher, which is all that you can ask for, especially with the Yankees' offense. Yeah, and it's a shame that they lost that game because they scored two runs. Like, talking about yesterday, Well, Hap didn't pitch yesterday. It's not oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's not wow. wow, Alex. Way to go, Alex. Sorry, casual. Alex. Casual, Alex. Wow, 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 wow. wow. The um, thing is that, like, Severino's the only guy that you really could do that with, like, because he was lights out in the bullpen, and he's, like... It's weird because he's their best starter, but also could be, like, their most electric dominant reliever. Like, you're not going to put Tanaka. You're not going to put – you're not going to put Hap. You're not going to put, you know, CC in the bullpen unless it's, like, a Sunny Gray situation where they're just unusable yeah. and you're just going to sit him out there. Like, it would be either Herman or, you know, or Seve at this point. Well, it's because Herman and Seve haven't – Seve's been out this whole year and Herman's not an established starting pitcher. And you got to remember, with Herman, Herman has an innings limit. I'm not exactly. sure what that innings limit is or what that number is, but he does have an innings limit. I so. think he's already surpassed. He, if he comes back before too long, then you can just do the Chad Green and Nestor Cortez thing with Herman and, and CeCe. The CeCe, they're really just trying to nurse him through to the playoffs anyway, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, Did you have to have Stevie CC pitch the first thing? Let him go like what two innings, and then Herman goes three or four from there. Yeah, or let's, I would say just let CC go as long as he can until like first first sign of trouble, and then bring Herman in. Yeah, you can't. Bring, I don't. He's never pissed out of the bullpen in his career, right? I don't know how he Herman or CC? I feel like out of respect. Out of respect. No, he's never pitched out of the bullpen in his career. So I can't see him coming in as. The second guy of a bullpen day scenario. They're like, CC, like, run on down to the pen. I'm like, man, fuck that. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking yeah, about? Run down to the pen. CC, with his health and all that, like, his all his various, you know, medical things over the years, has probably such an established, specific routine that it would just be, like, un, you know, not feasible to make him change it all at this point, like, for a couple months worth of, you know, of a, a scenario like that. Yeah, yeah. So, any any other thoughts about this this Yankees team for the rest of the second half? Uh, we suck. We're doomed. Uh, that's right. Doomed. Thank this, you. Losing in the losing in yes. the wild card game right this, now. This Thirty games I'm over five hundred team. We're so boned, guys. Yep. Um, well, guys, you want to uh, 
wrap up this uh this show recapping the trade deadline with a little series preview. Uh guess what? For the second time in like it seems like a few days we're playing the Red Sox. Uh about to play eight games against the Red Sox in like a, a week, so that's fun. Um it's a four game series in the course of three days. Uh, obviously the doubleheader Saturday for I forget when that ran out was. I think it was back in May. May but, yeah. yeah, it was the it was the first series with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, got a game Friday, two games Saturday, and then a game Sunday night. Uh, the pitching matchups. We got Paxton versus Rodriguez on Friday. First game Saturday at one is Herman versus Sale, and then the Yankees haven't announced a uh, starter for Saturday. I would night. think that's bullpen day. I would, yeah, I would think that's definitely mm-hmm. a bullpen. Uh, and then you got the extra man for the doubleheader, so maybe we bring up Nestor yeah. or Chance Adams or something like that. I mean, I'm, I was thinking that if they wanted to do the whole Nestor Green thing, you know. But yeah, uh, the Red Sox have Brian Johnson pitching. Uh, Brian Johnson's terrible. Yeah, he's I'm just looking at his numbers, uh, not ideal. Uh, and then Sunday Night Baseball, we got Jay Happ versus David Price. Um, that is. That's a matchup. Yeah, match two lefty titans, huh? Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, guys, it's funny because you know last last weekend we were going into that series with the Red Sox, we were really in a position to just bury them, right? And that was the case. Uh, you know, we lose by sixteen, then get blown out. Of, you know, lose a couple more games, pretty lopsided, and then salvage the series with the win on Sunday. Well, the Yankees gained a game or two right yeah, afterwards. Well, yeah, fa- mm-hmm. fast forward a week, the Red Sox, you know, having tr- trouble with the Rays. I think they're going to lose again tonight. The Red the Red Sox are two outs away from getting swept. Yeah, I saw it was seven to one. So be ten and a half at that point. The of the ninth yeah, we're in a situation once again now. Hey, if we obviously the Rays are second, the Red Sox are third. But if we take three or four from the Red Sox series, I mean, they're going to be in a real hole. You know, heading yeah. into the second week of August. Um, furthermore, furthermore, screw the Red Sox situation. Like we need to win three or four to you know strengthen our lead in the division because Tampa's yeah. still right there. They're I think they're going to be what seven even after they're tonight. Be seven yeah. back. Seven flat. Yeah. 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 So, still nine back in the loss column. And it, it, it actually it actually helps though. We only play Tampa two more times, I believe, and it's like the end of the September. So they got to keep winning. I, I kind of see that as it doesn't help as much because. The Yankees don't really control what the Rays do. Well, that's, well I'm saying like, yeah, I guess. but the Rays also don't have when you're up on a when you're up on a team like that team needs the game. They want to play you more than you want to play them. I know, but the Yankees have also played really well against the Rays. Yeah, you're right. I'm, but Alex, but like, like you got to look at Boston. They have seven games against us left, and they're down. They'll be down twelve in the loss side coming into tomorrow night. Like if they win five of the seven games, like they they, they take a huge mm-hmm. you know edge into that. Yeah. yeah, when you're when you're a division leader, like you know, you don't want to play the teams that are trying to chase you. You know, like it's it's a simple. You want to play teams that are just kind of out of it. But yeah, so guys, how are we you know how are we feeling about this series going into this weekend? Uh, let's uh, t- big tip for the Yankees. Uh, let's not lose nineteen to three. Bullpen's a bit more rested. We just had an off day uh, today, so. Shouldn't be the, the case. No, I don't think Tanaka will be a sacrificial. Yeah, I don't think Tanaka will be a sacrificial lamb this weekend, so that's good. I I really think the terrible like the terrible play in the first three games of the series against the Red Sox was partially a result of the Yankees having no off day. Well, they didn't they had they didn't have an off day like from the All Star break until Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was their first. The span their first of like break. sixteen games or something. Mm-hmm. 
which that well, te- I, I think technically they had they had an off day because they had one uh, that Rays game was rained out. Um, okay, yeah, yeah seventeen. Still, so that's, that's, not, that's not yeah, much. It's of an not an off official day. off day. You still have yeah. to kind of get to the field and warm up and and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, coming up after that, they have like twenty two games over the next twenty days. They got two double. They got the makeup of that that Rays game, and they got the doubleheader on Saturday against Boston. They don't have another off day, and they have double headers in there too. The next three weeks is going to be brutal. And also, it kind of sucks that's, for the Red Sox, but the fact that they're playing tonight and the Yankees are off, that's, and, yeah. you know, we have to play four games in three days, so they have to play five in four days. Yeah. Red Sox have to travel as well. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, Boston, Tampa, you know. Boston team, New York City. Oh, they're in exactly. they're Boston. I thought they were yeah, yeah, but, but, Boston. But, Alex, even so, like, we flew from, what, Minnesota? To oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, and they, I know. The team, like, they landed at, like, two in the morning, and then they went out and they got their doors blown off that night. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't really think that the fact that they have to travel really is going to affect them that much. I think for any number of factors, right, like Tanaka with, you know, maybe mechanically or otherwise, he got left out there, you know, left out there to die. And, like, not that I'm going to speak it into existence, but, like, it would hard to pitch worse than the team collectively pitched in Boston for four games, like, or I guess three. But I think a lot of these pitchers, right, it's a chance for redemption and to come back. And, you know, I mean, for several games in a row now, the Red Sox didn't really seem to be scared at all of what the Yankees were throwing up there. So, you know, you're at home, you get the chance of, to play these guys and really actually to bury them or put a really big squeeze on them with a big lead with very few head-to-head matchups to go. Like, uh, Absolutely. Uh, anything else? Uh, I think I think that would do. We're almost at an hour here. Uh any final thoughts, guys? Um, Ryan Cashman team. should be fired. Thank Worst you, Alex. Trade no ever. problem. Yeah, definitely, the trade deadline Actually, definitely I just want to throw in the Yankees also in 2009 were crucified for not making mm-hmm. a big tra- big move at the trade deadline. That worked out kind of well for them. Yeah, they, had, they, had, they did get Hinsky and Harrison, though, in August. Oh, they can't do that now, so. Yeah, that's true. But I'm actually curious. Do we think that because teams can't do the whole waiver trade shit that, like, you know, bad contracts on shitty teams, players are just going to start getting, like, you know, kind of like in the NBA where do they just get cut with, like, two weeks to go in the season? They could sign on with a playoff team. I know you have to be on a major league roster, what, September 1st in order to be eligible for playoffs. But, like, do we think that's going to happen or certain players are just going to get I feel like that may happen at least once, Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't get why that happened, right? Because waiver trades, you could still get compensation. Like, so what, they're just going to say, like, they throw up their hands and be like, fuck it now, like, we can't get anything for him, so we're just going to let him go. Like, I don't know. I don't know how likely it is, yeah. 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 Well, um. Cashman, you know. Yep, uh. Brian Cashman's a cuck uh, for the Bronx Power Ballot Podcast. Wait, 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 wait. But, gee, gee, you haven't said anything about Brett Gardner lately. What's what's your thoughts on him? Oh, wow, that's a good point. We almost ended it without that. Hurt. What do you want me to say about him? Get. I mean, I hope he gets healthy. Like He, he was just about to say, get better. Like, get healthy. <laughs> Heal. As he didn't say, stay hurt for the rest of ever. Uh, I hate you. Don't come back on the field. That's a good point. Tanaka gave up... 12 runs in four innings, and the loss was entirely Brett Gardner's. <laughs> I agree. That's a good point, Jake. Um, if Brett Gardner had been right. playing, they would not have lost. was on top of the monster to catch those home runs. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. He was some G with some solid points here. Uh, 
So <laughs> for Luigi, for Andrew, for Alex, and for G, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.